All right, mate. So we'll go on one minute thirty. Yeah, no bother. No bother. That's a bit of vape there, is it? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening from, whatever time you're listening to us. Welcome to Rugby League Daily Season 2, Episode 5 podcast, where today, me and my right-hand man, Callum, we will be reviewing the pre-season and also previewing the Challenge Cup opening round as competitive rugby league starts again for the Championship and for League One clubs. Good evening, Callum, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right, Nathan. Yourself? Yeah, I'm fantastic, mate. I'm absolutely buzzing to get going. We've got to wait a little bit longer in the bottom end of League One. It's Barrow, West Wales Raiders and Keithley that are dipping the toe in in the Challenge Cup. But other than that, it's all good. Well, we can only wish best of luck to them brave League One sides. Eager to that get the win. So, Callum, give us your thoughts of pre-season then. It's shorter than it normally has. We've seen many teams running first team squads, very strong squads in pre-season because obviously they need to get them hardened minutes in. So run us through some fixtures, some scores and give me your opinions on them, please, mate. We've had uh, Featherston 58, Oldham 10, which didn't really shock anybody, I don't think. Featherston, you know, were unfortunate in one sense not to get the Super League berth that Lee got, in my opinion. Uh, and Oldham, you know, they just come up with Whitehaven in 2020, so it's still going to be a bit of a bumpy road for Oldham, but no shocks there. Um, you then had the heavy woolen derby, always a good match at Batley and Dewsbury. Dewsbury nicking that one at the death. Always good to see them two going strong. Um, Catalan taking on Toulouse. That was a, a funny one, you know, um, Toulouse had a 24-10 lead at half-time and got beat 40 points to 28 eventually. Um, so good signs, ref, really for both. Toulouse just need to strengthen the defence. But other than that, that was the first weekend out of the road and done with. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, so the toulouse Catalan one, I, I managed to get a, a look at the half-time scoreline and I was like, all right, here we go. Toulouse are, are proving that they've got what it takes to be a Super League side against, obviously, what would be their main rivals if they were to go up. Um, unfortunately, they just run out of legs. But again, that is to be expected. Obviously, Catalan finished what they could of a 2020 season to lose, however, haven't. So it's just, it's one of them things that run out of legs. Featherston Oldham, again, very, very, very much expected. If anything, with the way the first half went, I expected Featherston to put 70 past them. So I, I give nothing but credit to Oldham for reducing in the second half what could have been a really, really bad blowout. And Batley Dewsbury, I, I said it on our preview of the Championship, I think Dewsbury are going to have a really good year in 2020. The beginning, then first five games, I think they won four. They beat Halifax as well at this year. Obviously, I remember that being a Fax fan. I, I, I don't tip to do much wrong this year I can see them especially being a top six upsetting a few people and possibly you know trying to sneak a spot it, it's one of them isn't it with Dewsbury they're, they're, uh, they're hot and cold at times you, you just never know with them they could, do, they could go and beat a you know a, a feather not a two loose and then come and stuck it down at the recreation ground or you know Bower Fold with all the more wide and each one of them for them. Anyway, the second week, Featherston again, 
in action at Batley. Took Batley not so much to the cleaners like they did with Oldham, but it was a 20-point victory, 13-6-16. Bradford and Keithley in the Joe Phillips Memorial Trophy. That was a late Bradford win, uh, 22-18. But thoughts there go out to Alex Stevenson, who's come off with a horrendous leg injury. Um, had surgery on it during the week. Should be out for a while, but he should hopefully be back playing shortly. You've then got the the new boys to the Super League, beating the Super League champions 25-24 at the Totally Wicked Stadium for Tommy Makinson's testimonial. Huddersfield, with Ian Watson back in charge of Huddersfield, seeing off Leeds 22-16. And another testimonial was down at Cass. For Adam Milner, OKR 20, Castleford 30. High scoring match there. Just nip back over and check the other scores. Bit of a surprise one, this one. Salford 20, Wigan 6. Wakefield then taking on Dewsbury was 30 points to 10. Uh, Halifax, your side, I believe, got a 30 points to 16 win away at Oldham. We did. And... Newcastle Thunder beat Whitehaven 28 points to 18, although that match was curtailed after an hour due to an injury to Ollie Gowlin of Newcastle Thunder. Gowlin has since had surgery and had six stitches to his leg, a wire and a plate put in. Wow. With a broken rather nasty looking injury to his leg yeah but on them ones no real surprises there I thought Newcastle may have stretched out further than White Devon although when you watch the pre-season sorry the pre-season when you watch the highlights to be fair White Devon showed up very well they did mate they did I've seen uh, highlights from a few of them the standout shock for me is Salford Wigan uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately I didn't manage to see the teams but I'm assuming that Wigan didn't go as full strength as they possibly could have done. But again, take nothing away from that result. Salford, many, many, many will be tipping them to fall back down the table now without Watson. Um, and with Richard Marshall being in charge, obviously I know what it's like to to be under a Richard Marshall rugby team with him being in charge for facts for many years. And I don't think Salford will do anything as near as bad as what people are thinking they'll do. Marshall is a fantastic coach, fantastic coach. His teams are well-drilled, very well-disciplined, defensively fantastic. I mean, that's all he did for facts. We had the best defence in the league in 2018. So that says it all when you were coming up against full-time opponents like Lee Centurions, etc. We managed to um, have the best defence in the league. Salford will do fine. This year, Leeds taking a loss to Huddersfield. Huddersfield, again, they're the dark horses this year, aren't they? They've got a great team and a fantastic coach, the most up-and-coming coach I've seen in rugby league for a long, long time. I'll touch on facts game, non-biased, I think. For the first hit out as the Panthers, we made a great account of ourselves. They were things that could be improved, things that, you know, when it clicked, looked brilliant defensively 16 points I'd probably say 12 of them come off errors and one was a soft try so we've got many things to look into when we come up against Batley Bulldogs in the Challenge Cup this weekend Um, I'll touch on what's your opinions with 
Yes. I mean, there's been two major ones this week, but there's clubs also reporting players coming out injured now. Castleford have reported an injury tonight. Um, we've had a few at Leeds. Rob Louie, I believe, is injured, etc. So, what's your opinion? I don't know. We'll dip into the player welfare side of things with the Championship coming back after a year and all these injuries happening. Serious injuries, I must add, as well. A couple of breaks in the old ankles and legs going on to relatively young players. How do you think that's addressed? Do you see it being a concern? Hello. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Bit of a technical, <laughs> bit of a technical error on that oh, one. But no. Um, I just saying there. You know, when you see the likes of West Wales Raiders, they've now got a squad of thirty-three. So I think a lot of these sides are looking at it and saying, "Well, you know, with your close contacts, if you need to isolate or." You know, if anybody does get a slight injury, you're going to need more players than just your normal 24-25 that you can rattle in in a season. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that point. Squad, not only depth, but just numbers in general, managing to get some numbers in and be able to have a team size of 30-plus will will pay a massive, massive factor into success this year. So, league round, the pre-season round-up is... Complete. I think pre-season as a whole was good. It's nice to see competitive pre-season, not just your second string teams going at each other whilst the big boys are waiting for round one. It was really nice to see some big names out there. And, you know, Fev play a strong team twice in a row. Fax play a strong team to begin with. So, yeah. it's, it's... I think as well it gives an added value to the fans, doesn't it? Because, you know, I mean, myself um, up at work and we've seen... Huddersfield come to work it and we've seen Wigan come to work it in recent years and you look at the names and you think great you know we've got a one just one second No, like I was saying, now, you know, you, you see your Wiggins and your Huddersfields and you think, great, you've got, you know, your McGilvray's or your... Hello? You know, it can put the fans off, can't it, really? Yeah, it can, mate. Having, especially when, you you know, you get the big teams and you think maybe, yeah, you're definitely coming up against some superstars and you just see the reserves on the pitch. It's To some fans, it's not worth the admission fee, but it's about beating the club. You can only beat what's in front of you, I suppose. Well, that's it as well. Yep. So, we will look on and forwards, not backwards. Thank God we are through the year. Thank God Rugby League is coming back in 2021. 
And for the first time ever, I believe, we will kick off the season with the first round of the Challenge Cup. So, Callum, read yourself the fixtures aloud and let's get some opinions and some cheeky score predictions in there. Ooh, no, you are asking for a lot. <laughs> Where are we? So, Friday night, we've got Sheffield and York. That could be a, an interesting one. Sheffield and York, that'll be at um, Doncaster this year, isn't it? They're playing out of the keep mode, Sheffield. Yes, they are, whilst work carries on to the Olympic Legacy Park. Looking at the looking at the sides, I mean, oh, there we go. There's a pre-season friendly we forgot about. York and Hull FC. Yeah, York made a brilliant account of themselves, didn't they? Yeah, it was because it was a really strong Hull FC side. To be fair, I looked at I did look at the sides, and it was, you know, you sort of take your calculator out and say what they're going to put on them here. But it was it was only an eight point ball game, wasn't it? Really, it was, mate. It was a cracking game of rugby and. It, it looked, was. It looked even better. Now, granted, there was no fans there, but York Stadium looks really impressive. It does. It looks a lot better than Booth and Crescent nowadays, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, a lot can look better than Booth and Crescent, but you know, I wish, I wish York all the best. A new ground can always be difficult. We've seen it before. Teams leave their fearful grounds and not do so well. Um, York have recruited well, and I don't see them having a problem making the playoffs. To be fair. I also don't see them having a problem in getting into the second round. I'm going to go for a York. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you, mate. Sheffield, again, we touched on it with Jewsbury. A bit hot and cold. I definitely think York will beat Sheffield. The question is, is what Sheffield do we come up against and how many points will it be by? Well, that's it. I mean, we, our last competitive match was against Sheffield. That's Doncaster in the Cup. Um last year and to be fair to to Sheffield you know they could have put 50 points on us at the time but they just they hadn't put the kicking boots on <laughs> so again it depends what sort of side they come up with yep definitely so we'll move into Saturday we've got a feast of games on Saturday most of them if not all of them available on the Hour League app I believe you can get a weekend pass for £20 or so um, to watch all the games. Yeah, we've got Oldham taking on Barrow at quarter to one on Saturday afternoon. That should be a really interesting one. Banana skin match for Oldham, that, I think. I'm going to go with a, a bit of an upset there and Barrow win. That will be, this is where the geek side of me comes out, that will be Barrow's first win away at Oldham since 1981, if that happens. Really? Wow. The last time they won at Oldham was 1981 in the Slalom Lager Championships. Christ. If you uh, if you think about it from a neutral perspective, going going into Rugby League, the League One sides have got a lot more to lose than the Championship side does going in with the Challenge Cup. Because if they get knocked out in the first round of the Challenge Cup, they don't play no more rugby for a month then, do they? So... The and the rest is mid-April, isn't it? Mid-May, rather. Yeah, well, and the rest then. So, the incentive's there for them to stay in. And uh, if, if they don't beat them, they'll certainly make a good account of themselves. I've got I've got Barrow to, to, to comfortably sit top of League One this season. Sorry, mate. No, no. 
Opinions are always valid on the podcast. <laughs> no, um, I do think Oldham will have enough, though, just to see them through the line. I'm going to go for Oldham by four points. Yeah, I'm going to reverse you and go Barrow by six. The next one is three o'clock, and it's London Broncos uh, hosting the second league one side in the competition, Keithley Cougars. Um, a long trip for Keithley, although it's at Roslyn Park. It's not at Ealing Trailfinders, as uh, London are trying to find a, a home at Plough Lane with Wimbledon Football Club. The, there was an article out this afternoon, so we're on the 18th of March, and the Broncos may not be able to host fans regardless of the government's roadmap until July when Wimbledon start playing the football season again. But back to the Challenge Cup itself, I take London to beat Keithley by 24 points. I think Jared Samet and Co will be just too much for them at the end of the day. The full-time environment as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I like Keithley as a club. But I don't. If it was a home tie for Keithley, I'd be saying a different story. But with the travel, the first game after 12 months, you're not allowed to travel down early. So they're probably going to be travelling at like six o'clock in the morning down to London. Yeah, I think Keithley will give a good account of themselves and, and run up trumps in the second half against what will be a, a very strong London side because they just want to progress and get on with things. So yeah, I'm going to go London by 20. We've got the third of four matches. It's Whitehaven taking on Dewsbury at the recreation ground at quarter past five. It's a repeat of the fourth round tie from last year up at the rec. Um, it's probably one of the hardest ones to call, in all fairness. Dewsbury are a, are a good side, as you said previously there, but it's just that long, long trek up to Whitehaven who will be on home soil and give a really good account of themselves away at Newcastle on an artificial pitch. Yep, I completely agree with you. Another another one that is probably, yeah, it's the most difficult call. For me, though, I can just about see Dewsbury pipping them by four or six points. I'm going to possibly join you there and say Dewsbury by six and I think it'll just be down to Whitehaven's inability to be able to concentrate for the full 80 minutes yeah fitness will finally be a big part it will although to be fair we've had a lot of good weather up here recently so hopefully the uh, the pitch will be alright up at uh, the rest fingers crossed so, so seeing off Saturday at half past seven, we've got the newly rebranded Halifax Panthers taking on Batley Bulldogs. I'll let you go with this one. Yeah, man, it's it's an interesting tie. Batley are a, a fantastic club. I've got huge amounts of respect for Batley and what they do with what sort of budget. Um, and interestingly, we welcome back seven former Fax players to this year, this week, potentially. So... It is going to be sort of looking like a bit funny seeing some players not in blue and white. I still haven't to this day got over the heartbreak of Dan Manning leaving Halifax. 
Um, ben Kay, I thought he'd retired or gone to Hunslet, but somewhere or another, he's popped up as a Batley player. Yeah, it's one of them. From seeing what I saw of us against Oldham and what I've seen of Batley against Featherstone and Dewsbury, Batley will be itching for a win. They narrowly lost against Dewsbury. Featherstone showed the class. Halifax, we we have got to concentrate. It's got to be a full 80-minute performance. And I think we'll come out just about around a 12-point win. And, yeah, maybe 20 points. I don't see it being high-scoring. 20 points to eight, something like that. Totally agree with you there. Um, I think that for Halifax to win, they've got to keep the backs of Batley quiet. Um, seeing there at the weekend, you know, Elliot Hall got two, great player, uh, got six in eight at Workington, got something ridiculous like 17 in 20 at Coventry before he come up to Workington, and something like 10 in 11 at London Scholars. So he knows where the line is and he knows how to get there as well. He's a freak for, for his size, you know, he looks tiny, but, he has the strength of an ox, so that will be really interesting to see how that works out. Um, but no, I think I'm going to take a swing and say Batley by eight, unfortunately, Batley for you. I remember that one when we're doing the League One round openers. I'm just <laughs> kidding, mate. It's a podcast. <laughs> Everything's objective. It is. So we roll Sunday. on to Sunday. Some tasty ties on Sunday. We see the introduction of BBC Sports streaming again from the red button or the app or the iPlayer. We do. We go at quarter to one from Stebbenheath Park, deep in the valleys of South Wales. It's West Wales Raiders taking on the Cup Kings of the 80s, Witness Vikings. It's a big travel. Dream ta- it is a big, big travel. You're looking at six hours upwards down to Lanethley from Widnes. Exactly. And maybe that just might play a part where we get to see Henson and Chase. I don't know. I, I'm not going to tip them to win. I'm going to say Widnes by 12. But I think West Wales could could produce the shock of the round. I am going to go for an upset and I'm going to go West Wales by two. Wow. And I, I I don't know what is doing it, but I just I've seen the the production line that West Wales have got. To be fair to West Wales, when they were in obviously they're still in League One now, but when they were first in the rebirth from South Wales Scorpions, they had the they had the skills, they had the know how, they just didn't have the brains. They've certainly got that now, we, man. You know, with the likes of Gavin Henson and Rangy Chase, you know, it, it could just be that catalyst that, you know, propels them into into decent territory. Weakness, I mean, you know, Simon Finnegan has said it on numerous occasions, he's not going to use the Challenge Cup first round as a friendly, which, to be fair, you know, you, you can't. Because how many times have we seen amateur teams knock out semi-professional or professional sides you know you've just got to look at the 2019 semi-final um, not in any way saying that Halifax are amateur here but you know you, they go up against St. Ellen's who had lost all of three matches in as many years and for large parts of it matched them 
You know, if it wasn't for James Roby, they'd have probably beat them. So you've you've got to take it as seriously as it comes. Um, and hopefully, you know, it'll be a good a good tie for the television cameras and there'll not be the blowout that the the Raiders have been accustomed to for the last couple of years. No, I, I, I completely agree with you there, mate. No Challenge Cup game can be taken as a friendly, no matter what opposition you're coming up against, because at the end of the day, a game of rugby league can come down to a bounce of a ball or a bit of luck. So... Best of luck to West, West Wales. I, I really hope that they get on there and, and they give give a great account of themselves no matter what the scoreline is. The second match then coming up on Sunday is... Oh, it, this is a real ding-dong of a match. This is probably... The tie, tie it, of the round. It is fairly simple to say the tie of the round. and it, It's really annoying in one sense that neat, one of these sides won't go through to the second round. It's Featherstone Rovers against Bradford Bulls. It's James Webster's Featherstone and John Keir's Bradford Bulls. This is a a tie really worthy of a fourth, fifth, sixth round fixture, isn't it, really, when you look at it? Well, yeah, it is. To, to look at it on paper, it is. But we see how with the draw sees it and, it, and it's round one there. And I'm going to stick it out there. And I'll, I'll also say as a disclaimer, this is not, the rivalry with Bradford that the Halifax have got it is just purely from what I've seen in pre-season and I have not been impressed by Bradford Bulls one iota and I think Featherston will stick stick beaten by 30. <laughs> that is a bold claim. <laughs> that is really, really bold. I, I, I just... I, I tend to... I do think that Featherston will beat them. Don't get me wrong. Will it be 30 points? I think as well, you've got this sort of young and old, haven't you? You know, you've you've got the old gunslinger in Danny Brough and the young up-and-coming in Dane Chisholm. You know, um, so that'll be really interesting to see how that goes. I think Featherston by 16... And for the actual scoreline, I think we'll go 30 points to 14. <sighs> I just don't see it, man. There was um, an article I read that regarding how Bradford deserved to be in Super League. and It baffles me how people can write that. Prestigious like broadcasters, like serious about rugby league, I think, wrote it. I might be wrong. Yeah, it baffles me, man. They don't deserve to be in Super League. They deserve to be where they're at because that's where the rugby the players are. You know what I mean? And I can they, 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 I can understand the argument. They lost the, due to their history. Yeah, they lost the first preseason game against um, Swinton. Yeah, um, their argument is they took a big squad, which granted they did, but you know, rotation is going to be key this year with the six again rule. So. You know, they had to take a big squad to get that knowledge there to see what they're best going to use. And they got beat by Swinton and then ran super bloody close by the Keithley Cougars. And, and they're a League One outfit. And, you know, watching the Keithley Cougars Bradford game back, you wouldn't have been able to tell a neutral which team was League One and which team was Championship. Now, I don't know whether that's, you know, rust, new signings, a bit of not clicking, but. 
whatever it is, I don't think it'll be fixed in a week. And Featherstone just seem to be at the races already, mate. Every time I've seen them play, Featherstone's games have been free to watch on YouTube. So I've tuned in just to check out the opposition and they just look a cut above what Bradford have got at the minute. And I'm not saying Bradford won't come good. I do have them to be in the top six, give or take. But I just don't see Bradford having the know-how and the niche, the clickiness about their team to come anywhere close to what Featherstone have got in their ranks at the minute. And yeah, I do see it being a, a bit of a blowout. It'll definitely be by 10 or more, Fev win. I'm going as high as 30. I think the biggest problem that will concern John Keir as well as um, some of the Bradford fans potentially, they went 12-0 up against Swinton in their first pre-season friendly and had shipped something like 20 unanswered points in before they'd scored again. And, you know, they played uh, Keithley, beg your pardon, you know, they, they went to Keithley and raced out into a 12-point lead in as many minutes. And, you know, they, were, they had that problem again where they, they've, they switch off almost. It's as if, oh, but we've got a two-score lead now. We don't need to, to concentrate anymore on this fixture. And, you know, it, it, as you said previously there, you know, a bounce of a ball, or, you know, a, a stud getting stuck in a mud or, you know, a bit of wind... Uh, taking the ball in an opposite direction that is all it takes you know before you know where you're at you're 14 points to 12 down and staring down at the barrel of a defeat definitely we're both in agreement for Fev to win just the difference within the scoreline I just see it being a blowout and finally we've got the Swinton Lions taking on the championship new boys Newcastle Thunder could be a really interesting game that one Very as well. Interesting game. I think it'll be one for Newcastle to sort of gauge yeah, where definitely. they're at. You know, Swinton, Swinton have been a yeah. Swinton. Go on, mate. No, no, sorry. It's all right. I was just, I was just going to say, definitely, Swinton are hardened, hardened veterans of the championship. They've looked like being relegated so many times that it's un- uncountable for me at the minute. And and somehow you look at the table on the last day and Swinton has stayed up and it's it's amazing. They're a great club and they've got a little band of loyal supporters obviously playing out of sale, not Swinton. Some great people over there. And yeah, what a perfect team for Newcastle to come up against for their first hit out competitively against a team from their league this year. I do think eventually... Swinton legs will tire and, and Newcastle will show the nows just because of the class of the players compared to some of the Swinton lads. I think they've just got a bit more in the ranks and it'll probably take them through, but not by much. I say it's Newcastle win no more than 10 points. Um, yeah, I can understand where you've gone with that one. Having seen Newcastle for the better part of five to seven years in League One. Um, I personally think it's going to be a Swinton win for the simple fact. Newcastle A don't travel well, are renowned for not travelling well, and B don't play well on grass. And it's a really long pitch at Swinton as well. They have it so that it's a slower game. Yeah, it's narrow as well. 
over at Swinton, whereas Newcastle, you know, they've got that massive, great artificial pitch over at the Falcons. However, again, you know, it is. It's a it's a burn merchant. Oh, I've, I've, played, <laughs> I've played on Astro turf myself, man, and come out with no bloody skin on my kneecaps. I but, you know, it's it's one of them. I do think that Swinton may just nick it, however, I don't think it'll be any sort of reflection on where Newcastle will finish within the championship. Still think they'll finish quite high into the championship by the, with their home... Um, with the home matches that they've been well, again, dealt. But I say Swinton by six. Yeah, again, if you just delve into that, I don't, I don't think home form is going to be enough. So you look at points, the way the point system works, and you can win all your home games, and you know you're going to be safe or there or thereabouts. But with it being points percentage, if you win all your home and lose all your away, that's 50%. That's, you know, it, it's, it's good enough to keep them up but it's, it's not good enough to, to push them anymore they're going to have to find some form on the road if they want any sort of success this season with it being percentage yeah there's the potential for the likes of uh, to be fair with the championship there's a potential for anyone to be anyone and I think that's why it's such a you know such a short after competition um, you know you could get someone like Featherston who absolutely tonk Whitehaven and then end up getting beat by Oldham or vice versa, you know, Whitehaven could, you know, potentially go on the banana skin against Oldham and beat Featherston at Post Office Road. You just never know, do you? So, all in all, we welcome back Rugby League this week and, my God, what an emotional one it will be in my house to watch them come out of the year and play competitively for the first time in just over a year. So, I hope whoever you support and, and wherever you're tuning in from in the world that you just don't take rugby league for granted because I know I did you know it was alright we played his last game against Lee and it was it's alright we're playing next week and then before you know it it weren't so don't take the game for granted and, and go around support your team and honestly it won't be too much longer before we're on them terraces with a pint in his hands It will not. And if anybody is interested, we do have our own little fantasy theme being set up as we speak. It will be going onto the page. If it's not already on there, it'll be on shortly. But that is the pre-season review and the Challenge Cup first round. Says a lot, doesn't it? First round and we're in what? May, March, April? Yeah, we're in, uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll be March still when the first round's played. Yep. There we go. So we're in the middle of March and we're getting the first round of the Challenge Cup in. They always say, you know, don't run before you can walk. And with the way the COVID pandemic's been, everybody's sort of learning new ways and new sort of, you know, coping strategies to get around it. Massive wraps to all the volunteers at the clubs that are keeping things going. Big, big thanks to the BBC and the Our League app for streaming all these matches. If you're not getting yourself a pass, why not? Ask yourself why. You know, because the radio people, unfortunately, still can't stream it due to uh, essential staff, etc. So massive wraps to those that are down there doing the COVID testing and making sure everybody's negative. And a big thanks to the players as well, because without exactly, you, they haven't got a game. 
Exactly. Yes. So do do check out the page next week. We will once we know be previewing round two. We just we've got the draw. We're just going to wait to see what teams are in it. And from on behalf of me and my mate Callum, have a good night, a good morning, a good afternoon, wherever you're listening from, whenever you're listening to us. Thank you very much. Best of luck to all the teams in this round as well. We are out.